Hello. Oh, there's a dog. Hey there. Oh, she's a frog. She is, totally. 100% frog. Oh, dude. <laughs> Cutie. She's getting big. She looks like a blush. Looks like a mogwai almost. She's got the ears. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, bro. Gizmo, adorable. Like <laughs> gizmo. All right, Basil. No bother. Duty. Um, it's pronounced Basil. Thank you very much. Guest appearance. What does it mean, Basil? All right. Do we still want to talk about 2023 music? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Hell yeah! I went through and listed a bunch. Much to talk about. I know. I went through your list today. All right. Well, <sighs> happy new year, ladies and gents. It's what you spin in episode 62 coming at you live from our respective dwellings. I'm your host, Dorian, as always, joined by Matt and Jake. How are we doing, fellas? Man, we're doing good. Yeah. Holidays are okay. over. New Year's about to begin. 2024, more good music to come out, I'm sure. And then this last year, this 2023, all the music that came out, man, it's ridiculous. So much for good sure. stuff. For sure. For yeah. sure. And we'll get into some of that stuff that came out in 2023 here in a second. But Matt and I were kind of talking uh, earlier. Did anybody happen to get some new stuff, some new stuff on vinyl over the holiday break? Anybody got any? Mm. Anything yeah. to report? I do. I have a couple. Yeah. What um, you got, Jake? Well, I ordered it. I sent you guys the link. The uh, Arm and Hammer Shrines. Mm-hmm. That came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. I spun nice. that like a week ago. It was pretty sweet. Um, a grail that I've been wanting, so I'm glad they did a repress. Um, I got Scaring the Hose like two weeks nice. ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably one of my favorites. And uh, my girlfriend got me uh, the Beast Coast album. Nice. Uh, Escape from New York. So that was nice. So, yeah, a couple a couple pickups. Some that I've been Great. looking for. Nice. My two is, the newest editions are right behind me. I got Goody Mob and then The Wall. My mom picked up The Wall for me earlier this week as a belated Christmas present. Which was cool. Nice. She's like, I didn't know which one to get. I'm like, well, that's the perfect choice. And then the Goody Mob the record store day was at Epic Seconds today. Had a feeling it might be there, and it was still there, so I snagged it. And then oh, I got yeah. Aesop in the back there. It's man, just the album cover alone is amazing, and the first track has a Billy Woods feature. So, I mean, hell yeah, we love Billy. So, mm-hmm. and that's Aesop's that came out this year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hell yeah. So much good stuff. Yeah. All of us. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And I. 
Yeah, I traveled to the Salt Lake City area uh, over the holiday and visited some pretty cool record shops there. One opened like literally five days before we got there, I think, called Fountain Records. It doubles as like an espresso bar. It's like in Salt Lake City. It's fucking rad. Uh, The dude's wife is like super into Deep House. And so this label like on Juna that, you know, like Ben Bomber and like all these people are on. She just like gets these records from overseas and then he puts them in his shop. And so at that shop, we got a Ben Bomber record and I got Let's Dance by David Bowie, an original 1983 pressing for $15. <laughs> I'll have, what kind yeah. of condition is it at? It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic condition. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so that was sick. Shout out Fountain Records. Uh, and then we went to Randy's Records. Uh, also in Salt Lake, uh, which has been in business since like 1972. And I got behind me, I got Europe 72 by the Grateful Dead, their live album. Uh, Monster by Future, Jacob, finally got pressed. So I got Monster by Future. Wow. And then we got a uh, Tyler Childers album, uh, country type shit. So hmm. shout out to them. Uh, both places were fucking sick. <laughs> it was a great time. How did the prices so, compare to Eugene? Uh, it's the same. Yeah, there was some of them. I was like, that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison, like there was oh, also across the street from Randy's Records, there was a place called the Heavy Metal Shop, and it was just like Iron Maiden and Slayer T-shirts, and then like metal records. <laughs> and so cool. Uh. But yeah, I'd say across the board, it was like just slightly more expensive than like in Eugene. But Eugene is such a variable anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty decent price. Uh, Let's dance for fifteen bucks. That was like the best one. And then yeah. the Grateful Dead. Uh, that was like the cheapest I'd seen it, even on Discogs. So, I don't know. <laughs> I came uh, out. I like. I like it. Pretty decent. I like doing that when you're like traveling or going to a different city and just checking out, you know, if they have if they have rare stuff or, you know, just scoping out the area, seeing what they have. So that's cool. For sure. For sure. Hell yeah. Well, shall we? Let's talk some stuff that came out in 2023. Yes. Yeah. Who wants to to start first? Jake, I feel like you kind of know. You're you're the one who wanted to talk this. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of music that came out this year every year, but this one especially, I feel like we were kind of spoiled with everything that we got. Like we got, you know, all types of genres. We got a lot of hip hop. We got a you know a new Arm and Hammer album, Mm -hmm. Billy Woods album. um, A lot of hip hop. A lot of like really good R and B too. Jordan Ward. With his album Forward, I really like that album. Um, new Travis, like oh, just a bunch, man, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Uh, of new SZA as well, wasn't it? New SZA too, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think outside of you know hip hop, even like the Arm and Hammer album was was insane. You know that was kind of almost unexpected. Uh, Billy Woods and Kenny Siegel coming back together that was insane as well. Uh, you know, that was, I mean, we've talked about both of those albums ad nauseum at this point. Uh, but if you look outside of like hip hop for a second, I mean, 
we're going to be talking one in, about one in particular uh, here in a little bit once yeah. we get into the content. But if we look at what do I got here? Rez came out with an album. It's not a phase, uh, which is her doing some kind of more emo, like goth inspired stuff, which was really cool. That album was really, really good. I, I particularly liked it. Um, we had Anima, uh, who is one part of, I think it's called A Tale of Us, which is like a techno duo. He had, he came out with like a dark techno album called Genesis, which is nuts. I'm going to, I want to talk about it on here. Um, shout out Facebook. <laughs> Random scrolling on Facebook uh, showed me a song off of that. That was pretty sick. And then some other metal stuff too uh, that I'll, kind of pop in here in a second <laughs> yeah uh, i also like the the jungle album that they released this year volcano super mm-hmm. good man. like so many good songs on that i mean eric eric arc elliott he's on it channel trust is on it mm-hmm. um that one also was one of my favorites uh i feel like a lot of stuff was sneaked in also towards the end of the year like with that blockhead album uh also mick jenkins he had an ep that he dropped this year um what was it called the page the patience Mm -hmm. um so yeah a lot of it kind of snuck up on me like i didn't expect some of these artists to drop music which i mean it's always great when we get new stuff from oh yeah and some albums completely just went unnoticed i felt like for some reason or another uh or you know didn't last long you know michael by killer mike i personally really liked that i was surprised that it didn't get more recognition uh Mm -hmm. it was the first time i'd listened to a killer mike solo project in a while and i was very very pleased with that you know also love run the jewels uh in flames came out with an album uh foregone uh it's like their 18th studio album or some shit like that <laughs> like they've definitely eclipsed 15 uh and they've still got it uh the album it's definitely not like a sense of purpose which i actually do have up there right now uh it's definitely not that but they still kind of keep their formula and stuff i mean i've like i said i've found something to like about all of their albums uh so that was cool uh periphery which is constantly kind of like they kind of float within like the gent subgenre, you know, like animals as leaders type shit. They came out with a very tongue in cheek album title, uh, gent is not a genre, uh, which is pretty hilarious. Cause that's constantly, uh, that album was kind of controversial in that scene this year. Uh, it was very funny to watch, but it's good stuff too. Uh, yeah, I kind of went and tried to write down like the non hip hop albums that came out. So <laughs> yeah, didn't also, uh, that, um not the seeking well i think that's a song on the album but uh sleep token yeah sleep token Didn't yeah, that, that was like two show? weeks yeah that was two weeks after yeah, maps i think yeah sleep token one also katramine yeah. i know the katranada and amine album i yeah. i i was i like i had a lot of hype for that one and then it came out and it was like i had mixed reviews about it but it's it's been a good solid favorite also oh yeah yeah i feel like that's a very that's kind of a niche collab you know katranata and amine like that's very (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's very specific type of audience you're trying to hit there um hell yeah what uh let's anybody have like a top three albums that came out this year did anybody go that far with it 
I think so. Yeah, I haven't really shared my thoughts for 2023 yet. Um, oh, go ahead. Token. Take me back. No, to share you. your uh, thoughts. Jesus Christ. Share your thoughts. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, come on. Sleep Token kind of takes all the genres and puts them together. So I think it was a great release for music in general. I think it kind of mm-hmm. put it back on the map, like that genre specifically, that it can be basically anything at this point and combine all those elements into one. Um, behind me with the Aesop Rock album, unique in itself, very uh, extraterrestrial in a sense. It's my mm-hmm. best description of it. Um, Fever Ray had a new album out called Radical Romantics. Great album. Uh, was never a fan of that band until this weekend, and I'm just like diving right down into it. Uh, very techno, housey, different, Ooh. almost spooky, uh, but it's cool. Cool stuff. Hell yeah. Now uh, you're like the, champion them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The Acacia Strain with Step Into the Light. That shit's heavy, but it's so good. So good. I remember, I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah. that Acacia Strain album. A little heavy, a little dark, mm-hmm. but I felt like it's a very good release, whether you're working out or just like needing to get that, that energy out somehow. It's a good song sure. or a good album to put on in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are my picks, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Billy Woods and, you know, Arm and Hammer, those two albums that came out. I mean, we've talked about them so much. But yeah. If you haven't listened to them, go out there and play them and repeat them and listen to them because they are worth listening to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, love I was going to say, Matt was like uh, an archaeologist of music. Like, you discovered so much music this year, I feel like, because you got to dive into the whole Billy Woods and Arm and Hammer thing, which was, like, really cool yeah. to that like jake and i were like oh yeah like here try this and you're like <laughs> like fell down yep, the ran with it. Yeah. ever since i joined the podcast you guys have helped open that door a little bit more that had been closed for me for a while because as far as new music i wasn't really seeking it but joining the podcast having you guys show me other things has just opened my my mind to everything and i love that yeah. so thank you Thank oh, you. of course, man. Of course. No, thank you for showing us some crazy shit too. Which, uh, yeah. let's, uh, yeah. Hold on, let's see. No, oh, Jacob, de- what were your? Yeah, what do you got? It definitely goes both ways, Matt. Like, I appreciate you know showing you guys, but also getting you know just crazy stuff that I haven't heard of or something that I have, but not the full thing. Like, so yeah, this year definitely expanded way more my music taste um and a lot and a lot of new music if i were to go like some of my favorites this year um for sure i'm going that jordan ward album i really like that album um it's a great like r&b so definitely go check it out um also i want to say the billy woods like that we've said it plenty of times amazing check it out probably one of my favorite hip-hop albums of the year um and then scaring the hose dude like jpeg mafia danny brown fantastic super good super experimental i like how they like don't conform to hip-hop they make it unique like they that's kind of the point of that album is to be different and it is it doesn't fit the norm of you know regular hip-hop so definitely check that out too but uh, yeah another great year for music for sure absolutely absolutely man shit i almost want to copy like <laughs> most of jacobs because <laughs> it's hard because so much you know a lot of good stuff came out 
in no particular order, I'm going to go uh, Genesis by Anima, that like kind of darker techno album that I that was like a late discovery for me back in end of September, I want to say or something. Uh, found that album. It's fantastic. Uh, then I'm going to go Maps as well. And then. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Get me. I'm going to go Scaring the Hose as well, actually. I'll go Scaring the Hose and Maps. And then, uh, yeah, Genesis by Anima. No particular order. But, yeah, that was uh, as much as, like, you know, Sleep Token and Maps coming out when they did for me was massive. So shout out to Sleep Token, obviously. I listened to The Summoning 140-whatever times it was (laughs) last year. So shout out to them. But, uh, like, I was shocked that no songs off of Scare in the Hose popped into my top five as well. Because I played, like, I was just rotating those three albums for so long. So, uh, but yeah, those would be my top three as well. Uh, and any closing thoughts about 2023 for music-wise? Just excited to see what next year has. Mm-hmm. For sure. And 2023 was cool for us. Uh I mean, last year we were prepping to go see Floater. Uh, this time last year we were prepping to go see Floater do mm-hmm. Animals and uh, Alter, which was fucking sick. And then, I mean, we went, Matt, you and I saw Tool. Uh, the three of us went and saw Arm and Hammer. Uh, you know, we got to see some pretty, a lot of cool shit happen for us, like as as homies yeah. within the podcast. So shout out, uh, you know, podcast did really, did I mean, this is like the best year for the podcast. We've only been doing it like two years, but uh, shout out to everybody that listens and that has, you know, kind of helped spread the word. We appreciate everybody. Uh, Shout out you two boys. Thank you for still doing this with me. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on in to the episode. Travel back in time a little bit. It's what you spin in episode 62. Shall we, gents? Yes. For sure. All right. Okay. It's time to get on into today's content for episode 62 of What You Spinning. And to kick us off today, we've got Jake's pick, what I'm pretty excited to talk about, if I got to be honest with you. So what you got, big man? Yeah. So uh, 2018 uh, Interpol's uh, Marauder. Um, 2018, some like rock, but like I don't know, indie rock, I'd say. But um, yeah, one of my favorites of theirs. Um, I really like their music. This one's more recent. It's like their sixth or seventh album, I think. Um, yeah, a lot to talk about this one. I've had a lot to to listen of them and of their catalog, but yeah, I'm sure you guys have familiar with Interpol what are, what, what are your guys' thoughts I was a little bit like not like huge um, I knew of them because I was a Strokes fan and that's kind of the New York scene early 2000s rock scene this is a great band this album is fucking phenomenal uh, the first track had me hooked in right away um, it had kind of like a, a Smith's vibe you know but a little bit more rock oriented as far as the lyricism and stuff like that I love his voice he's got a great vocal um 
and I, I kept going back to the beginning of the album and kind of listening it from the beginning to the end um, and trying to find different spots in there to like narrow down my top three. But man, this whole album is so good. It's very unique. Um, it capulates that New York sound to a T. Um, and I loved it. So thanks for bringing this up. Like I said, I'd never listened to Interpol before. So very good pick. I yeah, I back up everything he just said, but I'm not gonna just steal the homework <laughs> and change one of the answers so I don't get caught cheating. Uh, no, I'm kind of in the same boat though. Uh, I had heard of Interpol, but wasn't insanely familiar with them. I think if anything, I had heard most of what is it? Uh, Turn on the bright lights. That song, uh, Obstacle One, was on some video game. I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm familiar. I went. Because when you brought up Interpol, I was like, there's at least one song I know by them for some reason or another, because yeah. the name was familiar. And so I believe it was that. Um, but I had definitely not listened to like a full album of theirs and definitely not this one. And they just have a timeless sound. Like you listen to this and I was like, oh, for sure. Like this is exactly that kind of British sounding, but mm-hmm. not, <laughs> you know, kind of brit indie kind of sound to it very smith's like strokes kind of uh sound as you said uh but no i loved it uh it's funny that like one of the detractor uh reviews for this album that's in the wikipedia article was like they're stuck they're frozen in time sound i'm like no that's actually cool (laughs) like you're missing the point that's that's the point is it's fucking cool dude yeah Yeah. no it's they uh i mean they've been around for a while like I feel like they're uh, probably regarded as their, one of their best is their first one, their debut, Turn on the Bright Lights, um, which is hard if you have such a like strong debut to keep that same ride and like people still listening. Uh, and you know, with over the years, like with Antics, with our our love to admire, all their other albums, all really good for their own right. Uh, but this one really captured me more because, like, I was in the same boat. I'd listened to Interpol through the Strokes, you know, through the Smiths, all that. Um, but then I heard one song off of this, and then I was like, oh, this is good. Let me see the rest of the album. And then, you know, yeah, songs like The Rover, Number 10, Party's Over. Like, yeah, you, it just it just captures you. So, um, yeah, I, I was like... I know you guys like rock. This one's kind of a little bit more uh, in that field, but it's not super, you know, hardcore. It's accessible. Um, but yeah. I yeah. thought it was, the album was recorded really, really well altogether. It was more of a raw sound. I know they used a different recording technique to where they had to kind of nail every take instead of having the producer fix it later, which is cool. And says a lot for the musicians being able to do that in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the times that's not the case. You just have the producer, like I said, fixing the mistake or changing the timing or doing whatever he does to make the album what it is. And for a band to go into the studio and just do their craft, do it solid and leave, that says a lot for this album. And you can hear it, I think. Yeah. Well, and it's even it's even crazier that that's what they did in, tw- in 2018, right? Like that's yeah. what made it's like mm-hmm. they thought to do that fucking five, six years ago, which is bananas it's really crazy to think about and they did pull it off you know flawlessly and i really did like you know the way that they recorded it how there's almost not like there's almost an effect on every vocal track on every song like you hardly are ever just getting like a clean vocal track 
there's always like some like distortion or you know the Mike Patton megaphone, <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, that kind of. There's always there's always some type of effect on on the vocal on this, which I really appreciated. You know, I, I love a good. I, I love that, you know, tool, you know, Maynard does that quite a bit in the early days. And so that's right up my alley. And then as you know, Jake, you nailed it. If you're like Dorian will like Yeah, this, this shit rules. <laughs> it's right up there yeah. because it is that early two thousands, like indie, you know, like to compare it to anything else would be like super early Arctic monkeys, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is that early ass early two thousands, just indie sound that I, that I love. So Hell yeah. It's crazy that it came out in 2018. <laughs> yeah, it, it very much does sound uh, like in a way like that they are doing kind of similar because the songs have similar structure, but they are different. Um, and I think it spreads them out well, the album with the interludes, because it kind of breaks off. Um, like you have songs like um, Mountain Child, that's a little bit more tame. Same thing with complications it's not as upbeat and crazy as like the rover or parties over so um yeah and then going back to what matt said the recording process like they they use a uh two tape recorder so like that or two track right yeah two two inch or tape. two two inch tape yeah whatever, whatever that inch, is yeah. yeah i looked at it it's like a little like it's a little like uh machine thing that like you just press play and then you you know yeah, you essentially have to do it all in one take, but one um, they were doing that just, you know, to for the same reason to, because there will be mistakes, you know, like, and it has that feeling of like a live band, like you're hearing it live in person, because they, you know, it's not perfect, they don't fix it in post-production, like they just have it raw like that in, in its form, so that's interesting too that they did that so recently, because that's, that's an older thing, like, Older albums have sure. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, great guitar work vocally and percussion is great too. But the guitar work had like a spacey, very tremolo, space echo vibe. Um, and I like the percussion, a lot of hi hat and I don't know. Yeah. Repetitive beats. It was nice. Oh, very. It's that's like I think that's what makes it kind of all come together is the drum is like the percussion on it because it is just like the classic simple kind of you know a lot of hi-hat you know symbol works awesome on it uh i think that is kind of what brings it all together because i i was kind of feeling the same thing i was like for some reason this just rules like the drums on this just kick ass yeah, <laughs> i thought they were yeah it stood out the most after hearing it a few times i was like wow the drums are just always there it's yeah. leading like it always does but like it's bleeding like it more than it usually does i felt yeah it was I'm glad that someone else thought the same thing because I was like, is it just me or is this like just yeah. good? It's like just flashy enough, but and it's just, you know, but it's it's keeping everything locked in. Uh, shit, I was going to say, speaking of like the vocals and everything on Stay in Touch, like kind of toward the beginning of that song, it kind of reminded me like uh, of it's funny that Matt and I both have this album hanging up, but like the <laughs> last half of the wall, like there was kind of some remnants of that in uh stay in touch. Like at the beginning, how like the voice starts getting like oddly dramatic at times in the beginning of it. I was like, this is kind of like the trial or some shit. I don't know why I randomly made that connection this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the, the vocal, like the all throughout 
I was very impressed with this. I was like, damn, the fact I was like, I got to go listen to because if a band has been around for that long in this genre, sometimes things dip. But I'm like, the fact that this is that badass, mm-hmm. I got to check out everything else at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out. I was very impressed with this album. Hell yeah. No, glad you guys like it. I, I have uh, I own our love to admire um, Okay. that album. I want to bring that one up to eventually at some point. Um, but yeah, if you just look at their catalog, just how big it is, how extensive and, um, like they've been doing it for a while. They have switched out some members here and there, but for the most part, their core, um, you know, they, they have the formula down. So, um, definitely if you like them, just, you know, check out some of their other stuff and, you know, I think you'll like it. Hell yeah. I definitely plan on it. Do we want to do, uh, yeah, top three it up? I'll, yeah, uh, I'll start. So my honorable mention um, is um, complications. I really found myself listening to that more this time around when I was listening to the album. Um, top three, um, I'm gonna go the rover. That's where you hear it. The drums. Just listen to that song. You the drums like you hear it. Like the drums are badass. Uh, so number three, the rover. Uh, number two, uh, number ten, and then number one, party's over. Um, that's always been my favorite nice. off the album. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, if I had to pick, uh, my honorable mentions are going to be surveillance, and then the opening track. If you really love nothing, really dug that okay. one. Uh, and then three, two, one, flight of fancy. Uh, just that's just that classic two thousands eighty sound. Or indie sound. Number two, stay in touch. And the number one was number ten. Really dug that track. Nice. Number ten was good. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention was the rover. Kind of ca- caught you being track two, I believe, and it just kind of reeled you in. Uh, and then three to one, stay in touch, surveillance, and then my top track was complications. Was, that's a great track. I, I yeah. think it separated the the mood a little bit from that entire mm-hmm. album, that track specifically. So good pick, Jake. Hell yeah, I do agree. Thanks for bringing this up. Love visiting this kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that was Marauder by Interpol, released in 2018, which was Jake's pick for this week. We'll be right back to move on to Matt's pick from 2023. Happy New Year's Eve. It's what you spit. Okay, we're back on the New Year's Eve edition of What You Spend. There's nothing special going on. It's just episode 62. I'm Dorian, joined by Jake, who just finished talking about his great album, Interpol's Marauder from 2018. We had a great time talking about it, but forget about it. It's time to move on. We're going with Matt's now. What you got? Mine was kind of a spur-of-the-moment pick, uh, just because I felt like I had to share it with you guys. Uh, 2023, Jamie Branch, Fly or Die, World War. It's like a part three and a kind of a three-album compilation. This was produced uh, after she passed away, unfortunately. She didn't uh, live very long, but that's another story for another time. The music she created is very unique. 
she's got a jazz trumpet background, went to school for it, uh, played with some amazing people in her lifetime, and kind of created her own sound. Uh, it's jazz, it's punk, it's she's singing a little bit. It's it's all over the place a little bit, but I thought that her unique style was very uh, very fitting for our podcast because we like to talk about music of all sorts of type, you know, whether it's from another country or deep hidden in here in the U.S. So I don't know much about her. I, I, I dove down a little bit more this week in the last couple of weeks, but uh, what do you guys think upon hearing it? Yeah. Uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Jake. You go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I same. I didn't know anything about this when you brought this up. Um, looking into it more, I appreciate it a lot more. Um, just because she did recently pass, RIP. Um, but amazing, dude. Fantastic. Uh, I think it shows not only her as you know an artist, but she also like had a band uh, that she was like directing. Uh, and this could have shown where she could have, you know, gone, mm-hmm. like, you know, musically, but it also leaves a footprint for what she was doing, um, and it's great, fantastic. All her other stuff, too, I want to get into more of her stuff, um, like all her past albums, um, mm-hmm. but with this, yeah, it's it's unique, it's for jazz, because it, it's, in a way, it's a lot of things, but I feel like in its core, it's a jazz album. Um, and her trumpet skills, man, <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. I, right. I, I, I saw, I saw a video um, that it had like three thousand like views in like the last like two years, like barely like anything, but just amazing, dude. Like you see her in person in the in the video, and she's just making that thing just swabble and sing like insane. The talent that she had, um, and Great pickup, dude. I like things like that when you just walk into a store and then something just catches your attention like instantly. And I would, I would have done the same. So yeah, yeah. The my the first note I made on this uh, was, you know, because I kind of showed you or told you guys how I take notes. Is I just I'll write the song title and then just take notes on that. Uh, the first one I did was Borealis dancing, and then underneath that I just said, "This is insane." I was like, this is just bananas Uh, because it just opens up with like the synth that are coming out. I'm like, at first I'm like, all right, Mort (laughs) Gar, all right, Plantation (laughs) Jr. Like, let's fucking go. Uh And then uh, because all you all that I remember you saying was like it was jazz because I think that's all that you had said. You're like this kind of jazzy stuff. That's just badass. I was like, right on. Let's go. And then I hear that. I'm like what the fuck okay like i'm still down let's go and then just like the synths come in and then the double bass starts kicking in and i'm like oh fuck yes dude uh i'm glad that you know we kind of like breeze past it so that way we can kind of talk about it more uh this was like an automatic like i was like damn i wish i would have heard this months ago because this would have been it's like already like top 10 albums for me that came out this year uh because just the creativity behind it and it is a jazz album you know as we're kind of all gonna unanimously agree as it's as close to jazz as you're gonna get but there's like elements of folk punk in here if you really think about it if you really fucking think about it dude there's this is like leans toward i was hoping you'd say that i was hoping you'd say that (laughs) 
Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But it there really, are. like mountain, what it, or, uh, yep. The yep, mountain. That's the song right there. The mountain is straight up folk punk to its core. Mm-hmm. Right to its core but then like the punk like anytime that she's singing it is does kind of also lend to that you know like take over the world is very punk ish uh and then what's the other one there's baba louie i think or something like that there's another yeah, one where she sings it. every time i'm like damn this is like very uh johnny hobo and the freight trains kind of like if they were really talented jazz musicians <laughs> <laughs> not street urchins you know like uh so that was something that i really fucking liked about this uh because it was so interesting all together you know you have this weird spacey plantasia trumpet jazz and then you get legitimate like folk punk edward sharp and the magnetic zeros type shit i'm like oh okay all right cool <laughs> so fuck yeah great fine dude Goddamn. <laughs> yeah yeah, she's so unique in the way she expresses herself through her trumpet playing. And even when she sings, like, it's, I don't know, she's just, it's all coming out. You know, whether it's her own personal demons that she's expressing, but she's doing it musically and her voice is so, I don't know, it just stands out. That trumpet playing is is great. So it's too bad that she didn't get to do more. Um, I know she has some other projects besides this that she did beforehand. Um, I haven't dove into those yet, but the band that she played with, too, is unique as fuck. I mean... It wasn't just her. It was all of them together. And, you know, doing that music together in this album in particular, the first one, The Flyer Died, the first, uh, I guess the first part of this compilation is really good. It's more avant-garde, but uh, definitely approachable. I do like her uh, her ability to just be herself, too. You know, she was just, like, doing her thing, didn't care about much, and just got on stage and played her heart out. Um, and you can feel that in every song that you hear on this album, so... I think that's why it hits me so well. You know, it's just very expressive. Um, and even the album cover alone, I'll bring it up again. You got the peacock and the, I don't know what the, I forgot what kind of that bird is, but very unique. Mm-hmm. It looks like the bird's eyes are like on fire or something. <laughs> like, right? I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is, yeah. it's so interesting. But go ahead, Jake. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, the eyes are like coming out of its face. Like they like pointed mm-hmm. straight up into the sky. Um, no, but great man, great stuff. I I love finding small artists like this. Um, did did you get that in person? Did you find it in person? The the record finally. I went, I went down to Moonrock yesterday, not even looking for this, and I like turned around and I saw like a section of their jazz, and it was sitting right there. I'm like, what? Oh, like, my and then I saw Callie, and we were talking for a minute. And she's like, oh yeah, I saw Jamie Branch back in the mid two thousands before she was really famous i'm like uh, i'm sure you did because you've seen everybody and you know everything, yeah i so. feel like i feel like she has a story for everything like <laughs> yeah wow. it's wild so that was cool <laughs> it was cool to share that with her and let her know that that we were fans about it so uh, hell yeah but unique unique all in a sense that's yeah i got lucky enough to find it so hell yeah shout out man the weird shit yeah. you hear in record stores sometimes i swear <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see, you know, like Jason Ajmian or whatever his name is, the guy who played double bass on the album, uh, who's like, mm-hmm. who sings on oh, the yeah. mountain with her. I'd be interested to see like what his solo, if he has solo work, what it sounds like, uh, just because a, I really liked his 
bass playing on this and he had a decent voice and i'm thinking maybe he had something to do with that song being as folk punky as it is so he might be a fucking street urchin folk punker which would be sick <laughs> but uh no i'll i'll have to check check more of that out and the and her other projects because this was obviously my introduction to her uh but shout out man hell yeah i love it yeah it's fun shall we yeah let's dive in i'll start her off maybe um yeah. again this album kind of reels you in with the organs and like draws mm-hmm. you in with you know burning grays and songs like that uh so for the top three uh starting with honorable mention be baba louie it's got a good like uh 60s jazz vibe to it and then three two one burning gray Borella's dancing and then take over the world is my favorite track it took me a while to make that decision but um i don't know overall it's just very expressive and like just puts it out there as the last track on the or one of the last tracks on the album so Hell yeah. I am kind of in the same vein. Uh, honorable mentions, I've got Burning Gray. The way that song kind of goes and moves is pretty impressive. Uh, honorable mention number two was Bolinko Bass. Uh, just really liked that. It just had kind of a kind of mixed up the feels toward the end of the album, which was an interesting take, and I appreciated it. Number three, The Mountain, obviously. Number two, Baba Louie. Loved that. And then number one, Borealis Dancing, because I was like, the rest of the album could be dog shit, and I would love it just based off of this song. <laughs> and yep. It wasn't. Like, the rest of the album was just as great, but Borealis Dancing, I mean, what a way to draw you in, I swear. Yeah. If I'm going uh, honorable mention, I'm starting with um, Baba Louie. Honorable mention, and then it's one song, but it really feels like two, just because they complement each other so well. Aurora rising into Borealis dancing, it literally, yeah, it feels like grand, like it's just an introduction to it, and it's right in your face, like it just puts it on the table. So number three, Borealis dancing. Um, number two, Burning Gray, and then my favorite song was Balinko Bass. Uh, I must have listened to that like 15 times this week. Like way too many times. Hell yeah. Shout out. I'm glad you guys like this one. I know it's kind of a spur of the moment throw out there, but see, it's unique as fuck and that's what we're about. So yeah, we like a good, we like a good, I heard this this week. Please listen to this. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I love that shit, which, and it paid off, man. That's a hell of an album. No. And that was Fly or Die, Fly or Die, Fly or Die, uh, Fly or Die 3, basically, by Jamie Branch, which was Matt's pick for this week, released in the year we're about to put a fucking pin in called 2023. It's What You Spin in Episode 62. We're going to move right along and talk about my pick for this week and wrap this baby up. See you soon. Okay. What do you say, fellas? Time to take this baby on home? I think so. I think so. Let's go ahead and do it with my pick for this week. And what I brought to the table to wrap up 2023 was uh, an album that I got super into 
kind of in the midst of the hip hop bracket and the weeks leading up to it. Uh, 2021's uh, Surrender by Rufus Dussault, uh, some kind of deep house kind of stuff. Great, great album. Uh, Australian Trio, which is kind of rare in this genre. Uh, I obviously, you know, recency bias, kind of like Matt with Jamie Branch. Love the fuck out of it still, though. What do y'all think about it? For me, I'd, I'd heard a little bit of Rufus before. Rufus! Anyways, this guy's awesome. Like, from the opening, uh, his, his vocal's very calm. You know, next to me, just set me at ease. And anytime I went back to the album the last couple of weeks, it's just very calming. I don't know, I could drive to it, I could listen to it before bed. Um, even with the instruments going, I could fall asleep to it. He's just very calming in his vocal approach, um, and the music's great. I'd heard the album uh, before this, I forgot what it's called, and that's kind of what got me into him. I saw a performance of him at the Joshua Tree. Very cool. Um, and it's it's approachable, accessible techno in a sense. I don't know. It's got the house vibe to it. It's got so many different musical vibes to it and genre vibes. And he kind of wraps it all into his own little thing. And I'll go back to it, but he's just a very, his vocal brings you in and it keeps you there the whole time. Um, and anybody that can do that with their voice and their lyrics, I'm a fan instantly. So good pick, man. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it was a matter of time that we would bring up Rufus Gisol because I feel like it's such an established group in like house music. Like you, you have had to have heard of, of them if you're listening to uh, to house and to techno in that in that field. Um, and yeah, they're still touring. I have friends that have gone to see them. They tell me how great they they are live. Okay. Um, yeah. So my girl went for my girl saw them at Hayden Holmes for this tour and and she's been to like 50 plus EDM shows and she's like that was like top five for sure mm-hmm. and she's like yeah they played that entire fucking album basically and I was like god damn it uh, <laughs> I hate getting yes. into shit late <laughs> yeah exactly like everyone that I've heard about it that that they went to a show like they rave about it how great it was um and yeah, I feel like this album is one of those where it, it, you listen to it at the right time and it, you know, could be life changing. Um, hearing it like every almost every song I have liked on the album, like every song carries itself super well. Um, and yeah, his voice added on like over the layer of the instrumentals. It's beautiful. Like he has such a nice voice and it's soothing hearing it over like a house beat, you know, like a techno beat. You're like, how would you expect to listen to this guy's voice uh, over this beat? Like, you know, but it matches really well. It matches really, really well. Um, and they've been doing it long enough where, you know, they, they have the credit for it, so. Yeah, and it's just the execution on everything. It's just flows one to the next. It's such a cohesive project. Uh, mm-hmm just well done throughout you know it's got the super mellow stuff you know wildfire one of the slowest songs on this Mm -hmm. is it almost made it into my top three like the stuff that they do that's super soft and melodic is awesome but then songs like alive and on my knees kick ass just like and just the level playing field across all of these tracks it's like man that's wild that that is how it is, you know, because it's like super soft melodic songs versus 
fucking <laughs> doesn't that's not a competition really, but it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh like anyone doubts their his vocal ability and the group like that's that's what set, sets them apart i feel like because i mean as we've talked about like with with house and dance like um it's hard to add lyrics to it because when you think of like dance music and house music you just think of like a beat or you know like a, a word here and there but not like an actual full song with lyrics um and they have that and it matches well it matches the vibe like it's not super crazy like you know jungle music or hard edm but it's accessible to a lot of people and um easy to listen to and and that's that's what set them up sets them apart i feel like oh absolutely absolutely because they almost create it's almost like soundscapes that they're creating you know mm-hmm. the sure the way that their music kind of builds and swells and then it's kind of like doing psychedelics this shit will be bananas dude that's all i'm saying <laughs> like because just like the cool. when i'm listening to it i don't know i can kind of it's the fact that they you know matt you sent us the link to that joshua tree thing that just makes the most sense you know when i saw that i was like oh of course of course they played there because that's like what their music is to me is just like watching drone footage of the sahara desert or you know the yeah, netherlands yeah. mountains or you know it's just I don't know. That's what their music reminds me of is just like just flyby footage of landscapes, you know, it's, yeah. it's which is crazy. Like, so I love that shit. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah, I don't know. To, yeah. To the, to the, mindset, the, the mindset of all of us. I mean, you bring up this artist and, you know, the fact that we, we've shared the, like, the, love, the love for this artist, you know, it shows how much we think about the same type of music. I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I'm glad you brought this album up. I'm gonna try to find it. Where did you first listen or hear about him? It was, I think, it was when I first got into DJing and stuff like that. I had heard because when they first started, it like got big was right in time for me to get super into DJing. So I had kind of okay. heard some of their stuff, and then hadn't listened to any, like hadn't gone out of my way to listen to them, and then. Me, my girlfriend, and her brother, when he was in town, we went to the coast, and on the drive back, she was playing a like a house playlist, and she had played Rufus like around me before, but I never sought any of the music out itself, and we were driving, and a live came on, and I could see what the song was, and I just, right time, right place, it was like the week before, it was like right, it was like the week after we went to Arm & Hammer. And so a live came on and I was like, I need to listen to this full album. I want to check it out. And the rest is history. I've listened to it nice. like once a week since. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I feel like Rufus DeSoul is like just a mecca in house music and, and like just so established. Mm-hmm. Um, they get recognition like really in, in music in general because of what they've done. Oh, yeah. So, um, Great stuff, man. Hell yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that y'all enjoyed it. Uh, do we want to top three it up, baby? Let's do it. Hell yeah. I'll go ahead and start her off. Honorable mentions, I've got next to me, opening track. Just what a way to draw you in. Uh, another honorable mention, See You Again. Loved that song as well. And then number three, Alive. Number two, Make It Happen. 
the children's choir on that song just mm-hmm. fucking yeah, really good. takes yeah. it. It really just takes it to the next level, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. And the number one, On My Knees. Uh, great song. Great song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. I literally downloaded a live like that night to DJ to like mix with. And when I did that on my birthday, used that song. Pretty fucking tight. Uh, I do say so. But yeah, uh, Rufus Two Soul Man, check it out. All their other stuff kicks ass too. Um, I can, I'll do my top three. So, um, honorable mention, I don't want to leave. Um, and then top three, I'm going make it happen. Uh, see you again. And then my favorite was Devotion. Uh, I like that Devotion song. Uh, another cool thing, the remixes to this, if you haven't heard of them, I would go check out a couple because it's like the same music, but they have different DJs, like different artists doing remixes off of them. Pretty fucking sweet. Anima, the guy I mentioned earlier, has one uh, yeah. alive. Yeah, they're pretty They're pretty good. I like that. I like those remixes. Nice. Uh, for me, my own mention was Wildfire. I like that track. Kind of had a different tone to it. And then three, two, one. Uh, I don't want to leave. Uh, Alive, and then always was my favorite track. Good pick. Fuck yeah! Great top threes, y'all. Hell yeah! Well, that was 2021's "Surrender" by Rufus Dussault, uh, which was my pick for this fantastic episode 62 of What You Spin In to round out the year 2023. Let's go ahead and shift over and let y'all know what's coming. Next time on episode 63 of What You Spin In. We'll be right back. All right, it's time to officially wrap this bad boy up on what you spend in this fantastic episode 62 to wrap up the year 2023. We're going to go ahead and let you all know what's coming next time on episode 63. Uh, We'll go in the order that we talked today, which means my boy Jacob is up first. What you got for the folks at home? Yeah, so I'm revisiting an artist that we've brought up before. Um, call back to episode 39. Um, it is uh, Melody Symphony uh, Fragments. Okay. Uh, came out in 2020. Um, yeah, Melody Symphony, we brought them up before. I think I feel inspired with your house, with your Techno Pictorian. Nice. So I'll throw another right. one back out into the void. Okay. Damn. Okay. Well, again, we're all being uh, psychic and thinking on the same page. I'm going to revisit an artist as well. Um, and I'm going to round this artist out. This will be my last pick by this artist. But this is my favorite pick from this artist. Uh, 1993, In on the Kill Taker by Fugazi. Yes. We're going to end it on that note. It's a great band. And this will be my favorite album of theirs. 1993, In on the Kill Taker. Yes. Well, 
Gonna be honest with y'all, I'm gonna revisit an artist too. Oh. <laughs> this is hilarious. God damn it. We can't do this. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I'm gonna allow it. The revisit episode. Episode 63. The revisit. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna go ahead and revisit the vault. I should have picked that was a great idea jake i don't know why i didn't think of it to pull what episode we talked about this artist but a year ago we went and saw them in concert i'm going with 1995's glyph by floater uh my favorite album by them uh revisit some floater and yeah (laughs) this might be my favorite episode (laughs) we haven't even done it let's go this episode's gonna kick ass (laughs) hell yeah We've got Melody Symphony, Fragment, Fragments, Fugazi, and on the Kill Taker, and Floater with Glyph. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to rule. I'm glad, that, I'm glad that I stuck with my decision I made earlier, because I wrote it down and then almost changed, and I was like, nah, I'll oh. stick with it. But yeah, the revisit episode, it's going to be hilarious. What are y'all's thoughts about that? Well, how do y'all feel? <laughs> I love it, dude. Okay. Good. I get so attached to these bands that, like, whenever we bring them up again, I'm like rooting for them. I'm like, yes, yeah, hell yeah, love Fugazi, love Floater. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it for sure. Anyways, uh, this has been episode 62 of What You Spin In. We hope you have a safe and fun, happy new year. Uh, thanks for kicking with us in 2023. We hope you stick with us in 2024. Uh, lots of good stuff to come. Shout out to you for hanging out. Uh, Matt and Jacob, thank you once again for kicking with me for another year. Uh, It's going to be a blast. Uh, Next episode and all the rest to come. I'm Dorian. That's Matt. That's Jake. Tell the people at home goodbye. Peace. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Peace out, brethren. We'll catch you later. Peace. (laughs) Bro. Thank mm-hmm. you.